Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of February 20th through February 26th, 2012. Vulnerability activity remained elevated for the period. Highlights for the period include multiple security advisories and updates from Red Hat, vulnerabilities in LibPNG that impact multiple browsers, multiple vulnerabilities in Novell GroupWise Messenger, and advisories from Cisco for the SRP500 and Linksys WAG54GS wireless router firmware. A serious vulnerability was identified in Trend Micro Control Manager that could allow an unauthenticated remote attacker to execute arbitrary code. Publicly available exploit code for this vulnerability was also identified. Highlighting the growing focus on mobile devices, a vulnerability was reported this week in Android and another in the Research in Motion playbook. McAfee also released a threat report highlighting the focus that's been given to research and, and the development of exploits that are targeting mobile devices. In threat activity, Arbor reported the first identification of IPv6 distributed denial-of-service attacks in the Arbor Network's 7th Annual Worldwide Infrastructure Security Report. Arbor concluded that while these attacks are rare and not likely to be attractive to many attackers, it does highlight the interest and research that's focused on IPv6 deployments. As these deployments continue, the attacks and methods that are used to identify and mitigate them will also become increasingly relevant. Another threat activity. The IRS is warning users of identity fraud operations that are attempting to steal tax refunds by, by filing false tax returns. The IRS suggested that users file their returns early to prevent fraudulent returns from arriving first and capturing their refunds. Similarly, Cisco Iron Port Threat Operations has reported fraudulent email activity attempting to exploit the U.S. tax season. Users are advised to go directly to the IRS websites for tax information and not to use any information or links provided in email notices. IntelliShield published 127 events last week, 55 new events, and 72 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category. The Showing Animals Respect and Kindness, or SHARK, group recently launched a remote-controlled aircraft with video capabilities to gather footage of a live pigeon shoot at a privately owned area in Earnhardt, South Carolina. Despite attempts by police and an attorney for the pigeon shooting event to stop the launch, Shark claimed using the drone to video the event was legal. Shortly after the device launched, the drone was shot down by an unknown person and reported to the local county sheriff's department, who then filed a malicious damage to property incident report. The president of Shark was quoted as saying, we are already making plans for considerably upscaled action in 2013. 
The proliferation of remote-controlled, inexpensive drones equipped with first-person view cameras has enabled animal rights activists to effectively close down a pigeon chute in South Carolina. The drone was eventually shot down on the private property where the pigeon chute was held. Activists are taking advantage of this inexpensive technology, and we should expect to see more powerful activist video of everything from slaughterhouses to farms and puppy mills. Consumer habits historically don't change as a result of footage of legal activity, and the disruptions sometimes become entertainment. However, this incident raises new questions regarding how private or government-owned drones could impact physical security in relation to the protection of information and employees. We've already seen that drones can, drones can fly miles and avoid fencing and guard posts in order to gather wireless data. RC jammers will be deployed around Tier 4 data centers and critical infrastructure. Expect conflict as citizens and police create jammers and operate drones for various purposes. Organizations should consider this new potential threat from the air above and around their campuses, buildings, and properties. Many legal questions remain unanswered and unchallenged in court regarding what drone operations or property owners can legally do in these situations. But organizations should consider these potential drone incidents and prepare response plans integrated with their current physical security plans. And next, in the legal risk management category, India's Department of Information Technology has requested that all web mail service providers route all email that's accessed from India through Indian servers. The request is in response to India's security agencies not having real-time access to suspected terrorist email traffic for accounts that are registered outside of India, but accessed from within India. Some service providers already locate accounts registered in India to servers located in India. However, the email of an account registered outside of India but accessed from within India may not be located on servers in India, which requires security agencies to request the information for the country where the server is located. While the India Gov Department of Information Technology has made this request to Yahoo, Google, and other webmail service providers, the response from the service providers remains open. This issue harkens back to the previous issues with research in motion BlackBerry traffic and the encrypted mail and traffic that wasn't accessible by Indian security agencies. While the India security agencies have raised the issue, many other countries and governments are likely in a similar position and could follow their similar with similar requests, um, causing major restructuring of service providers' networks and servers. These developments should concern businesses and organizations that travel to countries with this requirement from service providers, as potentially all of their web services accessed from within that country could be accessible by local government agencies. In this week in the trust risk management category, a Denver family had their out-of-country trip delayed due to a damaged passport. The family traveled from their home of Denver to Dallas en route to Belize City. The issue arose at the Dallas airport when they were denied boarding due to a, quote, damaged passport. The passport in question was weathered, worn, and had a crease in the back cover. There are notions that the issue may be due to damage to the microchip that's embedded in the back of all new passports. 
Regardless, the result was a denied boarding pass, uh, requiring a trip to a passport office for new passports and a delayed vacation. From a security aspect, there's no denying the, the fact that passports should be evaluated and scrutinized for tampering and validation. The issue here stems from the unidentified and seemingly arbitrary interpretation of damage or wear that deems a passport invalid, uh, based on the travelers having already passed through passport screening in another airport. Furthermore, what's the consensus on the embedded chip of 